This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Make sure you join us. Tap Sports Bar, MGM National Harbor coming up this Sunday for the Take Command pregame show. We start at 10 live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 on YouTube as well. And you can come hang out in person starting at 11 a.m. Uh, then, of course, about 90 minutes after the game, the Take Command postgame show, uh, the Instant Reaction podcast. We do it live on YouTube at the Team 980 and at 106.7 The Fan. Defense time, Logan. Let's get into it. Um, my, I've been on the Chase Young thing for a couple of days. So people that yeah. have been listening to the radio show, people uh, that listen to the the post game pod, uh, they've heard me talk about this. I think Chase is. Like, there's two things that stu- that stood out um, that I want to talk about. One is the discipline element, where I think there are times where he's getting, you know, he's he's going for the win on the rush, and it's actually not the best thing, and especially right. against a quarterback like Josh Allen. Just rush your line, keep him in the pocket. Um, you know, do not let him get out and make the big explosive plays. Although right. sometimes Josh Allen makes big explosive plays that should Correct. be a pro. Like the that first third down or the the first drive, the one to Diggs is like one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in my life. Which He's running good. right. He he throws oh, like yeah. leaning backwards and he hits Diggs in a at a point that he couldn't have handed the ball to him better. But I think there's also an effort thing with Chase, like after he misses Allen, for instance, and then he's kind of jogging behind the play. Yeah. And that's one where I also kind of I'm like I'm genuinely asking, like, is that an issue or is that just a that's a big man who's put forth a lot of effort in the first five seconds of the play and he's tired and there's just nothing you can do about that. And that's kind of standard football because I, I watch guys like sweat. I watch guys like Allen pursue and yeah. sometimes like there's a cutback and they wind up get back in the play like you hustle because you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think, you know, on top of the the discipline side of it. There is a maturity, and this goes back to Chase, you know, being a young player and not yeah. having played much football in the NFL, where it's like, hey, man, if you want to be great at this and the motor is going to be one of the things that people talk about with you, I can't see you jogging behind plays either. Um, you got you got to finish in all aspects. 
Yeah, and I, so elite defensive players, they, they, they're special and they're elite because they finish well, usually, right? And I think that's one of the things about Montez's game. Like, he's one of the best in the league at that. Like, he's got a good motor and he finishes hard. But there's times where you watch Allen or Payne and they're big and they're tired and, you know, they're, yeah. they don't run to the football the way that you'd like them to run. Like, that's just life, yeah, you know? Yeah, they're big, they're like, big dudes in the NFL and it's hard. Like, you know, even like Big Ridge, you know, like I like Ridge. He plays super hard. He finishes plays, but <clears throat> sometimes you get that screen and Big Ridge doesn't have the gas. You know what I'm saying? He's just going to kind of, he's going to do what Big Ridge does. So like it, there are with all, with defensive linemen specifically, the great ones are ones that are just like relentless and conditioned well. But that's the other thing is like, those guys are playing a ton of snaps. The rotation for that defensive line, it's like they are on the field a lot. I, I don't know what the stat is, but like I Kyle was talking about on his podcast and it's like, I heard it. I was like, wow, that's a lot of time for them to be on the field. So that's one thing, conditioning. But I do think I, I'd like, yes, you, you make a move, you make a decision, always, always, always finish the play. You know, like that's like high school football 101. Um, but like like I'm saying, it's with those big defensive linemen, like you got to be realistic sometimes. Like Chase played 54 of 68 snaps, so yeah. that's tough so, sledding. A lot of snaps, right? And like you like them to finish, but so like again, like I just think about all the D-lines I played with and even the really good ones, even the ones that are really good at finishing, sometimes they just – they don't have the gas. So, yes, you want them to finish. Yes, that's a huge part of football. Yes, that makes your defense better. Emphatically, yes, all the time. But I'm also a realist, too. You know, and sometimes they can't do it. And you would have to ask Chase and John and Payne and Montez, like, can you do it? And if they say no, like, I'm going to believe you. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like that's just how. Well, at, like, at that uh, point, do you consider the rotations and whatever? Like, yes, what's more important right. to you to have those guys jog at the end of a play that they're probably not going to make, but be ready for the next snap, or to you run run your face off and then jog to the sideline, yeah. uh, and we'll, we'll have someone else play for you, and and the percentages change. And I think that's one of the things that you're hoping maybe is like when when um, Obata comes back, and you know that those that those guys get more time in the rotation. Casey and James should probably get a little bit more time in the rotation to keep those guys fresher. Uh, but I do think there is a maturity thing there with Chase. Like when you watch him, it's like, I don't know, like sometimes, you know, we talked on Sunday or on Monday after we watched the film a little bit and it was like, you were like, oh, Chase is, you know, he's freelancing all the time. I don't agree with that assessment, but I do think he is freelancing more than he probably should. And I think that affects John in a negative way. Um, and I think you want both those guys to be rushing you know, I don't. I don't want Chase rushing at one hundred percent all the time. If it makes John rush at sixty percent, I want John right. rushing at eighty percent, and I want Chase rushing at eighty percent because that's like when you watch Montez, like that's what he does. He's not always trying to maximize his personal rush. He's trying to maximize the rush of the four guys that he's playing with, and I think that there is something to that from a professionalism and maturity standpoint that is very, very valuable. Now, Chase did a great job, like on some of those inside going rogue moves. He's creating pressures like you're talking about. Like he's in the quarterback's face, but it, it makes the rest of the group less effective. Like there's one early where uh, Allen scrambles out. Uh, Josh Allen scrambles out and Chase makes an inside move, creates a nice pressure, but it kind of screws John because John's like, do I have to get to outside contain? He's like trying to spin off and get up the field and it creates this big window for him to step up and run. Imagine if Chase just does what he's supposed to do has a nice powerful bull rush there. John does his bull. That pocket condenses, and then right. John has or Josh has nowhere to go. And so, even though he got a pressure, and that's going to be a plus based on PFF's metrics, like that, that hurts the defense. 
because it, and that's affects, what I'm talking about. Yeah, like it's not right. all the time, but like yeah. it happened a lot and it happened in he does it all the time. Yeah. He does it. He does it frequently. Like not all the time. He does it frequently. Right. And he does it in moments where you're like, don't do it now. Like why are right. you doing You're in that third now? and 10. Yeah. Like just make him beat you from the pocket yeah. in a really tight condensed pocket and a challenged throw. Yeah. Like, and I think that is, you know, we probably should have started wider on the defensive breakdown, but uh, here I go. Single track mine on, on the thing that we've been talking about for 48 right. hours. And by the way, you know, one of the important guys uh, on the team. So it's not like it's a bad thing to talk about, but it just kind of shows like how one element of a defense, I'm not going to say like how chase ruined the defense. That's too much, but like how one element on any given play, like you have a really solid rush, but you know, one guy busts the coverage, yeah. you're, you're dead. Um, you know, guy misses it. You fit a run correctly. One guy misses a tackle. Well, now he, now the backs out like yeah. these singular elements defensively can matter so much. And on a day where I think the defense played well overall, I look at some of the explosive plays that they have and I think a lot of them come back to the way that Allen was able to manipulate the pocket. Uh, and a lot of those, I think, are Chase trying to do a little bit too much. And it's like, dude, if you just smash double after double, this defense is going to be really, really hard to beat. And yeah. yeah, you might wind up with a few less home runs on your stat sheet, but the team's going to wind up with more wins. And I think that's kind of the point that I would that I felt yeah. pretty comfortable. I feel pretty comfortable making after watching it back. And it sounds like you more or less agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I more or less agree. Yeah. I, I think and the other one that sticks out is the one on the, the goal line, right? Where they're taking the shot out of the goal line and he takes an inside move and he yes. kind of washes past the pocket. And you're like, man, if you just bull this edge, get that sucker nice and tight, it affects his vision, you know, like, right. and I know that's so hard for a young kind of inexperienced player to understand. Like you're like, I'm going to get a pressure. I'm going to get a sack. Like that's more impactful. You're but, thinking I'm going to get a safety. We're at the goal. Yes. Like Allen standing in his own end zone. And Deion Dawkins is just like, I know this dude's about to try to do this inside move again. Yeah. And Chase rips inside and Dawkins turns him and literally runs him across the pocket into Montez sweat on the other side. And so then you're Allen yeah. fades right where Chase was and finds Diggs. Yeah. And, and again, like there's something to just being, just being disciplined. And, and I will say like specifically, like, cause I've seen a lot of stuff about the pass rush. The Bills deserve a ton of credit, man. I think they understood. They knew they knew where our, our bread was buttered. They knew where all of our draft capital, they knew where all our studs were. And they called a game that I thought was really nice. And you see this over the history of this group being together is teams that can call an effective game. Quick game, screens, draws, runs, play action pass is really something that's very disruptive for this group, right? And how they block the play action pass looks. It's, you know... It's great. It, it, it just makes it hard for the rusher to find a rhythm. And like when you talk to elite pass rushers, one of the things is like finding your rhythm as a rusher, being able to identify passing situations. Like I look at, I think it's the drive where Kendall ends up getting the interception. On first down, it's like a holding penalty or something. Oh, yeah, holding on, on a holding on Spencer Brown. It's second and 20. And everybody, the 40 defensive linemen, know that it's a rush. Chase power rushes. Uh, Montez power rushes. John does his thing. The pocket constricts. He has to throw it away. Like, that rush works, and you're able to get uh, create an effective pressure there because everyone knows. I, I know that they're going to pass the ball. I know what's going to happen, and now I can rush how I want to rush. When they stay in, like, these positive down and distance scenarios, right, and they call an effective game, I think – it makes it really hard for them to find a rhythm and tee off and pin their ears back. 
And also, I, I do think there were times where I watched the game and I'm like, man, they're they're rushing a little bit too conservatively because of their respect for Josh Allen. And so, like, it's this double-edged sword of, like, the game was called well. You've got a really dynamic player back there who knows how to extend plays. And you just get the rush that's kind of neutered a little bit because of all the things you're thinking about with regards to rushing the passer, which it should just be, I want to rush the passer, let's go do it. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Right. And Ron talked about that on Monday. He said, you know, I think our guys got spooked a little bit. And if you watch those first two third downs, like you get it. Yeah. Allen able to to split, uh, you know, part the sea and, and rush for a first down on a third. I think it was third and 10. And then the next one, I mean, again, that play to Diggs is just ridiculous where he's rolling right and yeah. you know, it's like sidearms at 40 yards in the air. And you're like, what the hell is that? Um, so, you know, I, I get it. Um, I think some of the other big plays too, like uh, I think we should talk about the touchdown to Davis uh, after yeah. the interception. So it's a 35 yard ball and you know, it, it looks like a honey hole shot, which typically like the honey hole against cover two is like 17, 18 yards downfield. And that's a tough throw for quarterbacks. Like it, it's, I'm sure you'll say Forrest needs to be better and there's needs to be better coverage there. But like that ball is on Davis so yeah. fast that I think against a lot of quarterbacks, Forrest has a lot more time and maybe he's able to contest and make that. But the way, you know, from a pass rush, from a secondary, like it shows you how elite Josh Allen is and how hard it is to beat him because there's just stuff he does that nobody else except for it's like he and Mahomes are the only ones that do it. And mentally to understand it's like you know if you're a, a hitter and you're, you're used to facing 96 and all of a sudden yeah. a dude throws 100 yeah. like it's going to take you a second That's to right. adjust to 100 and i don't think the commanders adjusted to josh allen really all day long frankly well on that one i, I really like the play call they get in uh, they bring in their extra offensive line when they've got another tight end on the field they bring digs in motion across the formation and that play is designed, that pylon route, it's like a deep corner. So it's like this yep. really high-angled corner. You call it a pylon because you're running to the front pylon of the end zone. Right. And the whole idea is that, you know, on these routes where I think number two is running a big corner, right? He's running like a sail route is what I would call that. And then you get the flat by digs. And so you're trying, usually you're trying to clear that safety out for that, that corner route there, right? And so you're running goes, you're running verticals, and you kind of run an angle at the safety to hold them there so the corner's going to be open. A couple of years ago, or when, when I was with Kyle, like basically they were like, let's just have that guy run a route that's live in the progression. So you get a safety who's playing a receiver with inside leverage on an outbreaking route. And so to me, like that's tough sled. That is yeah. tough sled. Like, because it's like, yeah, could Forrest be better? I'm sure he would tell you yes. But like, if I'm a coordinator, I'm calling this play to get that look. And I know Josh can make that throw. So I'm like, this is exactly what we want, right? And I thought Jack did a really good job all game of kind of playing softer, more conservative coverage structures. And really they, the, the defense did a good job of kind of blanketing routes. If you're going to run a lot of cover two, which they're in here, I think, if I remember correctly, yeah, they are. or quarters or something, like this is what happens. People say, oh, what are our cover two beaters? Can we get a shot off of this? Yeah, let's hit this. And like, that's tough, man. Like, I, I, And I know people want me to be like, Forrest, you suck. And but like, 
having coached, I coach football at the high school level. Like I've watched a ton of football. I played the NFL for 10 years. Like that's what you draw up to beat that coverage. And it's like, yeah, like could, could Jack have put him in a better situation to be successful? Yeah. If you knew the play call beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. But like, like, yeah. And it's enhanced by the fact that that receiver is really good. And that quarterback makes that throw on a dart. Like there's no arc on that ball for Forrest to go undercut it. It's just like Josh Allen did some really special stuff. And that's a huge reason why they, they do what they do. I mean, I think another play that's interesting that kind of shows the Josh Allen spookness is the rushing touchdown. He has camp curl has a free shot at him. And, and he, he like said how big he is too. That's another yeah, thing. Allen's yeah. like six five, two forty, right? Yeah. And so Curl's got a free shot in him. And if that is almost any other quarterback in the league, Cam launches and like you know you're holding your breath. He doesn't get like a targeting call because yeah. he launches and tries to just demolish him, right? Yeah. He runs almost by him. Yeah. Like he he's like I have to take this funky angle because Josh is going to try to do something crazy. So instead of just like wrapping him up and hitting him, he you know basically like runs at his his back shoulder almost like I don't know what he's trying to do but that's what happens when it's Josh Allen is like you get you you overthink it you get a little bit spooked things happen in a way that is different than facing anybody else which is why that dude is that dude and he's able to to run there run by John who I think was held a little bit on the play uh and then and then uh you know get in the end zone but it's stuff like that where you know back to your original point of the pass rush these guys aren't playing the way they usually play because they're afraid of giving up the big one. And honestly, that sometimes is how you wind up giving up the big one. Yeah. And I think, you know, on that one with Cam, like uh, Josh deserves a lot of credit. Like he sees the rush, he steps up hard, right? And it messes up Cam's angle. And then he's big enough that you're not going to bring him down with an arm tackle. You're hoping John gets off, he gets held. And like, that's the problem of playing elite players at the position that being said man i really think the defense did a great job like yeah i know that sounds insane and i know fans are, i can hear them already like wow fire everything's on fire it was 16 to 0 after three turnovers four turnovers going into the fourth quarter like are you out of your mind like that's incredible like good job for them but now you could argue like was the buffalo going as hard as they could did they have their foot on the gas the whole time that's debatable but like they get interception they get a uh, they get a stop on fourth and two, right? Like they did some really good stuff there, and I thought they played a, a nice conservative structure. They made them earn it down the field, and like you just at some point the dam's gonna break, right? You get a pick, you get that at, right after, right after the fourth and two is a fumble by Gibson. You know how demoralizing that is, like awesome. as a defense. Like I've been on sidelines where that's happened, and right when that happened, I'm like, they're gonna score a touchdown. Like you just lose the moral composure, like the moral motivation, right? So they go score, great, twenty-two to zero, whatever it is, right? Twenty-three, That's, yeah. It's still not a crazy score, right? It's still not like totally outlandish. The next drive is the pick six. Are you kidding me? Like, what are we like? And they follow think- that up with three and out on a yeah. minus six-yard drive. Uh, and then Kyle Allen comes in and hands the ball off a ton, and that's when it gets to 37. Yeah, and so like I look at that, I'm like, if you if you were grading the defense and you said, hey man, it'll be they only going to score 16 points going to the fourth quarter, like I'd be like, man, Washington's probably going to win this game, but you know, like they just yeah. got no support. Defense played well enough to win. Yeah, they got no support from the offense, and I, I'm an offensive player, and it's 2023. Like you need. They have offensive support as a defense to win football games. This reminds me a lot of the Philly game from last year. 
Like Philly hit some big plays, right? Uh, the first game of Philly last year, so like week four or whatever it was. They had a lot of big plays, lots of explosives, but it was like it was like it was like twenty to three or something. Like it like it was a score that was very very manageable in that game, and this felt very similar to that. Jack called a good game. You know, maybe you could argue that hey, how do you make the rush? How do you engage the rush more? Do you spy more? Whatever it is, but I thought it was. I really believe like 16-0 going to the fourth quarter after four turnovers. Like, come on, man. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. I, so just because I know this has been a, a criticism, like let's address it head on. Like, is there a way that they could have generated more pressure um, or is that exposing yourself to too much danger down the field with all the weaponry that Buffalo has? And by the way, how hard Allen is to get down. Yeah. I mean, I think like, I think when you're looking at the, at the, at the, when you look at the all 22 and you just watch it down to down, like Jack's philosophy, I think is one. And I'm speaking just off of observation. I haven't talked to him about this. Right. He's okay with you going on a long drive. He's okay with that because he thinks you're going to mess it up. And for the most part, by the way, it's crazy. A couple of those Buffalo drives, like the long drives they had, they overcame penalties. Like they, they yeah. got all this, like Washington got all the stuff they, they right. ho- were hoping. And then Josh would make some crazy play on a third Correct. down and and all of a sudden the drive gets extended after a tripping penalty, after yeah. a hold, after whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think that like, but yeah, again, like it was, like you said, it went as they thought. Josh made some plays, but they didn't, they weren't productive drives in the sense that it wasn't leading to like, it wasn't 28 to zero. It wasn't like they were getting touchdowns or getting field goals. And so I think you're actually okay with that. You know, like you're okay. Like I'm okay with that game flow. Like I don't really. I know people want to get pressures. They want to get sacks. That's important. But when you look at the game flow, it's like that's a productive defensive performance by this Commanders defense. And as as much as people want to get more pressure, like it doesn't really matter. And so, like when you look at it, like yeah, Jack brought a pressure in the goal in the red zone where John scores a touchdown. You can do that, and Jack, uh, Jack has that in the bag. But I really feel like. He didn't need it. And I know fans are like, well, Josh was running all over. Like, who, they only scored 16 points. Like that, And to me, that is such a valuable metric here in terms of efficacy. And off of turnover, that's the other thing. So many turnovers in this game and only 16. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And so like I just think like people are saying, we need more pressure. We need, and yes, you can do more stuff. You can blitz. You can spy. Cinco packages. All that stuff. But I'm like – I'm kind of like, why when the production was was there for the defense? And I know people are going to be like, they scored 37 points, whatever. Go back and watch the game, man. Like, the defense was not the issue here. And I, I really hope that, like, that is clear. I know, like, like they, they did a good job. Yeah, there's um one of the one of the drives that they give up points on is a 19-play drive. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, sure not 19-play drive, 19-yard drive. Um, yeah, and I, I think, I think it, the, if you're going to be super critical, some of the frustrating stuff is like a couple of the field goal drives are ones where they start, you know, in like their own deep, end yeah, yeah. and they're able to, to get out of it. And, and all ultimately you get the stop, but like, can you get the stop before you give up the field? Even if you give up three first downs when you start at your own two or your own one, yeah. it's still a punt situation. So like, sure. There was but, a, a backed up one I thought was interesting, like, but you get three, right? Like, yeah. Like at the end of the day, like that offense is really good you know, take seven off the board because it's literally a pick six. One of them is, is, uh, enhanced by a, a big punt return as well. Like you hold Buffalo to mid twenties, you should be in the game and yeah. they weren't because they didn't score, um, until the literal last drive of the game. Yeah. All right. Anything else, uh, that we want to hit on before we, uh, we get up on out of here and finish this film breakdown. Uh, no, I think we're okay. I mean, 
Yeah, I think we touched on everything. It's almost an hour of podcasting. I sure hope so. All right. Uh, when we uh, pick up next, obviously, we'll have take five. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed. Do not miss the fun stories uh, from Logan's days playing in Philadelphia, my days covering uh, games in Philadelphia. That will be the take five on Thursday. Uh, ironically, Logan, the way that we work when we tape these, uh, the, the take five for Peyton Manning that we stumbled on earlier in the podcast will be the one that people have already heard. So uh, that's... That's a fun little tidbit. Uh, the way the way we're going to time travel on that one, um, and then uh, Friday, obviously, we'll have the uh, the preview podcast with the Eagles. So, looking forward to that. Uh, and then uh, also housekeeping next Thursday for the Bears game. Uh, I don't know exactly what our pod schedule will be. That's why you subscribe. That way you get it whenever it comes out. But the Take Command pregame show will be at Tap Sports Bar at MGM. So that's something that Logan might be learning right now. Uh, but, you know, we're, uh, we're, we'll be at, at Tap Sports Bar at MGM. I'll be out there for the radio show. And then On Thursday? Uh, yeah, and then Whoa, uh, before right. the Bears game. Uh, and then and Logan will join me uh, for when the simulcast begins. So, uh, you know, I'll fill you in off air on, on all those details, but that's the plan. Sure. Hope that works with your schedule. Uh, so that's it. And that's all for take command. Uh, we'll see you guys later in the week. Uh, and then on Sunday on the radio.